This is Sarah Seven, and you are listening to Tornado Radio. Where we're all safe and warm in the eye of the Central Texas music storm. again, dear listeners and storm chasers, and welcome to the second half of my chat with a catfish and a crawdad. And as often happens, the second half of this interview became, well, not so much an interview, but more of an honest-to-goodness conversation. And I expect some of that had to do with the fact that Curtis the Crawdad and catfish go back a few years and know each other's stories a little bit but for me it was fun getting to learn some of their stories and so we were able to compare notes on what it was exactly that inspired us and got us each of us into music and it turns out there was a lot of overlap and it was kind of interesting hearing about the different ways that a person can stumble into their given or chosen style, and how a person can go about learning their craft. Because it seems like there's no one set way to do this. But even so, it looks like there's some things that are tried and true and that will always work, and there's some things that are just never, ever, ever going to work when it comes to learning your craft and writing a good song. And sometimes, a really great song will just sort of fall in your lap when you're not really trying. And with that, Let's pick up where we left off in this conversation with Curtis Crawdad Brayfield talking about how the blues saved his life. But before we do that, let's take a listen to Catfish's song, Go Out Swingin', because I don't know, it just kind of fits the vibe.
was like right outside the door of my room and my sister would put her in there at night and she'd cry so she'd throw on this Rafi CD so I was either listening to her cry listening to Rafi or listening to both at the same time <laughs> no, which is and worse. I said you know what I gotta I can't deal with both at the same time so I would go out and I would flip I would put in this CD of uh, uh, blues music um, chess blues Oh, Best chess, chess Blues. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Volume 2, something like that. Mm-hmm. I'd throw that in there and play it, and she'd go quite a... Right. You know? Yeah. And... Nice. So, yeah, blues music saved my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah your, your mom took you to see Elvis when you were eight. Yeah, seven and eight years old. I got oh to see goodness. him twice in my life. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, 1973 and 1974. That's got to have some wow. of those two concerts. Oh, yeah, that was a heck of an experience. I mean, especially, if, you know, as a, as a youngster like that, she had brought her... Uh, so what year were you brought? See, 73 <laughs> minus 8 would be... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to be playing with crayons and things at this point, but uh, no, we were uh, already going headstrong into the music situation. And, yeah. Uh, no, I, I got to blame my parents. <laughs> All of the talent that anyone in my family got was from my mom. I've heard her play piano once in my life. Wow. She has, like, all kinds of native talent, and she just always sang to maybe just calm herself down. And she apparently played some really complicated pieces, but she just quit playing. But all the appreciation of music we got from our dad... Right. But, you know, there's some visual artists in my family, and I think we got that from from him. But, you know, yeah, I mean, I don't know how old I was when I first heard Tina and that jerk Ike. <laughs> I just remember my brother and I just dancing to rolling, rolling on the river, you yeah. know. <laughs> and every kind of music that was possible, we were exposed to just because, you know, my dad would bring home Segovia and the band and Lou Rawls and Tom T. Hall. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I understand why people 
pick certain styles because it's their identity. I get that. But at the end of the day, it's all notes and soul. True story. Yeah, see, I, I grew up listening yeah. to country because of my dad. But I stumbled on all the other ones because of, you know, the country led to Rockabilly and yeah. Chuck Berry and all those guys in the early 50s. And that led me to blues. My mom, uh, 
she grew up, she was born in 36. So she grew up listening to the big bands. Mm-hmm. Oh and my that, uh, I got a love of that kind of music from her. Now, as far as like my musical ability of very little I have, I didn't get any from a, either side. I don't know if my dad ever picked up an instrument or sang anything. My mom um, must have tithed pretty well at church because they let her in the, in the choir. <laughs> but, the, but she was Catholic, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The, the, but she still couldn't, you know, couldn't. Uh, carry a tune in a bucket? No, nah, you, you had to open the door for her because she couldn't find a key. <laughs> All right, I'm going to, yeah, th- th- this is a Lutheran in me talking. Of course, you know, they let her in choir because she was a Catholic. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what Catholic choirs are, aren't okay? That's I'm just said. saying. She must have tied really well because. No, 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 you don't understand. Catholic choir. <laughs> anyway. Um. <laughs> but I don't know. Any final thoughts on where we can find you? Obviously, live is the best way, but there's all that. <laughs> Social media crap. Right. <laughs> All of us modern people. Yeah, I've got a, uh, like everyone else, I've got a Facebook page, uh, and I keep, not all, but most of uh, the better music, in my opinion, on a, on SoundCloud. Okay. And that's, but none of the hoo-ha songs. <laughs> no, I haven't. No, you got to come see me live for that Yep. <laughs> if you want to hear the rude, crude, or silly. I don't on YouTube. I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. You no. can be as crude as you want on YouTube. You just don't go to certain political, you know, places <laughs> that they decide and determine by some weird, strange, incomprehensible algorithm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's not a crude song. It's well put together. Yeah, it was, it's it's Brilliant. more like a like Rodney Carrington. You just kind of allude to things and hint know. around. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm said, sure you could get away with that on and, YouTube. And, and and it's it's a very well structured song. <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly, you put a lot of thought into a song that you're like. I'm never going to be able to put this on an album. <laughs> That's not true. You, you, you know. I know. No, I know. I'm joking, but still, you know, you yeah, you put a lot of work and effort into that song. Well, know, the, yes and no. I guess in a, in a matter of speaking, but it was one of those things that it just, like I say, it was a, a bolt of lightning. This stuff, and I was just trying to be funny. I had a little too much time on my hands one day, and it all just fell out. And yep. I sang it to my bass player at that time, and he got a he got a kick out of it. And yeah. There it goes. Yeah. And everybody does, because you know, the first time they hear it, they they fall in love with the thing. It's the craziest thing because you spend so much time trying to you know put so much thought into lyrical content and the continuity of the music and the, just the subject matter, and then one day you come up with this thing. She's going to tell me her hoo ha, yeah, and yeah. that's the one everybody wants to hear. You try to write. Yeah, I wonder why. You try to write right. the, the most beautiful song in the world, and yeah, yeah, and no, you come over that. No, try no. to write a, a deep story. No, 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 no. What was that quote? No one ever went broke underestimating the taste yeah, right. of the American people. But let's just take out American people and just go the people. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's a pretty universal thing. Yeah, I think so. I mean, let's face it, you know, yeah, Shakespeare was eloquent. He, he literally created words. Uh, he kind of reinvented and, the English language, actually. Yeah, at the same time, the stories 
are statutory rape, murder, you know, I mean, <laughs> well, basically it's HBO. And he wrote <laughs> and he wrote for the Groundlings, too. I mean, he put all the eloquent stuff in there, and he put all the, you know, crude crap in there. But he was subtle about it, but not so subtle that you didn't know exactly what he was talking about. Right. right. Yeah, there's an the men, yeah, the men knew what he was doing, you Absolutely. know. Faux show. Final thoughts, because, yeah, we know where we can find you. Shoot, uh, final thoughts on things. Um, Before the gig. <laughs> music is good, and it's good to support your local musicians and your communities as a whole. And yeah. Just try to do the Support the venues that are still having live music. Yes. Amen to that. Yeah. I, They're yeah, getting fewer and far that. between now. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you, no, we have to have... Yeah, live music, because, yeah, it does need to be part of our lives. And not just when we're going out drinking or going out even for a meal, but just getting together and doing stuff. Well, not only that, but you can't have new music unless you have, you know, bands playing covers. Because that's how you learn your craft. True. Is by doing, you know, uh, uh, Smoke Under Water. You know, and, and you know, the world's easiest and, guitar and, and oh, crap like that. You know, right. that's how you that's how you learn the craft. And once you've learned the craft, well, then you can start. You know, I did it backwards. I started writing songs before I started learning. I mean, I learned how songs. to play. <laughs> yes, yeah, really. No, I mean, I I learned songs like on the piano, kind of, and I learned just enough to be able to write a song. But even so, I do agree with you. It's like, I learned the structure of how to write a song, and I started writing songs, but it's like, if I want to, I don't even plan it, I'm like, I better learn this song, so I learn a song, and that teaches me a certain groove or a certain vibe, and then I learn another song, and that teaches me a different groove and a different vibe and a different technique, Yeah. but... I guess what I'm saying is you have to have both. You have to learn what's gone before you to learn your craft. But if you don't know how to make it your own, you don't... Well, you're going to learn how to make it your own. You better, yeah. There's just, you know, you didn't write it, so you kind of have to learn how to do it by yourself. It's part of the growing process. But the the problem is, is that a lot of people get to this point where they're like, I want to be the next Jimi Hendrix. No. I want to be the next... No one can... You know, no, no. Right. The world does not and, need two Jimi Hendrixes. Right. Well, <laughs> but but the thing is they, they, they want to be there and so they, they chase the tone and they chase, you know, this and that, you know, trying to become that and it's like, dude, yeah. be, no. be There's yourself. There's a lot of do that. It's not necessarily the, the best way to do things. No. You yeah. know, but to each their own. You know? Yeah. Yeah, we all got to figure it out somehow. Yeah. I'm lucky because, you know, nobody nobody cares about the bass player, so. <laughs> I don't know about that, Bubba. Well, no, if, <laughs> if there isn't a good bass line in, 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 in a song, you miss it. The bass player. No one hears the bass the player. Nobody notices until they drop out. Exactly. Nobody, no, nobody exactly. And you know exactly. all of it. Nobody even <laughs> knows the dude's name. <laughs> Come if you're you too, the bass player is Larry Mullen Jr. <laughs> Sorry, there's a joke there. Yeah, like you say, I mean, if you don't hear the bass, you miss it. Yeah, it needs to be there. No, I know. I'm joking. I'm joking around. Yeah. 
We've got more than and more than more than more than enough, but all right. Okay, Storm Chasers, I have a challenge for y'all. And that is to see, or rather to hear, if you can pick out the bass line in this song for all the guitar work and everything else that's going on. Jenny Jenny. And I guess I'm not surprised to hear that Catfish opened up for Cheap Trick. And it almost sounds like he absorbed some of that sound and put it into this song. I guess it doesn't hurt to be versatile. 
Oh, and one more thing, totally unrelated to any Catholics, devout or otherwise, who are listening. I really was just joking about Catholics and choirs. I was just trying to razz Curtis there. Because when it comes to really good sacred music, the Catholics have contributed, let's just say, more than their fair share. But on the other hand, when it comes to four-part harmony, especially unaccompanied a cappella four-part harmony, it really helps to have, well, a bunch of Lutherans. Or even better yet, the Mennonites. Like I said, at the end of the day, it's all just notes and soul. And so, let me wish you all, as I always do, peace be with y'all.